Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, and welcome, people, to episode 188 of uh, Dude and the Monkey. I am one of your co-hosts, Mark Buster, and as ever, I am joined by my co-host... Ian Loring, hello. Uh, hello. And um, this week, we are going to chat um, the new Ben Younger film, uh, Bleed for This. We were going to chat Sully, but I unfortunately couldn't watch it due to work um, commitments for this week, which has been... Insanity is what I will describe it as, yeah, but, it but fun and um, as you know, as as worked very well. But it has been a it's been a busy week. I've done eighty odd hours. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I, I was basically coming home to sleep um, and not much else. Is it is it going to calm down any? I'll calm down now. Yeah, it was it was just because of we were getting the the shop set up to open on Thursday, which we did open on Thursday. So if you are in the York area or even visit the uh, York outlet, um, you can visit me in the uh, Luke Roper uh, Luke uh, nineteen seventy seven store there, which is my new place of employment. Um, so yeah, um, which is it's fun. Yeah, we're having a good we're having a good start to our, to our my new home. It's been fun. Um, you guys, so, yeah. got, you guys have got a brew doggy dog opening this week as well. We do indeed. Yes, yeah, sadly it's a fucking horrible part of town that I don't know we're drinking. Oh no, really? Brutal. Yeah, it's down a place called Micklegate, which um, they're trying to kind of reinvent. I think as being a. Um, a nice little, little drinking thing. It's it, in reality, it's it's where all the hen parties and the stag nights all go because they can just bounce around drinking singles for trebles and bullshit like that, or trebles for singles. The, the, uh, the, the brew dog, the brew dog around uh, in Cardiff is on the wrong end of town for me as well. It oh, very annoying. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't make sense, but I'll I'll still I'll still be going frequently probably. <laughs> <laughs> cool, right. Um, so yes, yeah, so we won't be but we're doing some what we've been watching. Ian's got a lot, I've not got a lot, so that works out perfectly fine. Uh, we'll also chat some trailers, we'll do some tangenting, I have no doubt. Uh, and uh, we'll also be answering some questions. We've got a couple of good ones this week uh, I have seen. Uh, so Ian, anything has anything kind of happened in the wonderful world of, of, of movies this week? Um Let's say I've not really seen much because I've not been around on uh, social media or anything that much. So has anything happened? Um, not that not that springs to mind. To be fair, no. Um, no, I, I, I didn't. I didn't notice anything particularly of seeming like it had happened. No, no. Oh, I've got my. Uh... Oh Christ! All right, those timings don't work out in the fucking slightest. <laughs> wow. um, the birth of a nation and uh, office Christmas party double bill I was going to do oh yes they do not work out in the fucking slight 11.45 birth of a nation <laughs> then another one at half two yeah or actually there's a 12.40 office Christmas party and then birth of a nation at half two so that's an hour fifty and Office Christmas Party runs an hour 45. So I could literally bounce straight from Office Christmas Party to the birth of a nation. You could screen bounce quite easily, yeah. Like, I mean, I'll, I'll buy the tickets. Like, it's it's fine. I'm like, I've got the unlimited card anyway, so it doesn't really matter. But, like, I, yeah, I could... I really wanted to do the birth of a nation before Office Christmas Party, to be honest, but... Or I do the birth of a nation at eleven forty, and then I've got like an hour's wait. Nah, nah, nah. 
Right, nah, don't, don't, don't do an hour's wait. No. Um, ah, fuck. The I'm going to be hung over to shit as well because I'm. <laughs> it's my team meal at work uh, on Friday night. Fuck. What are you reviewing next week? Ooh, I don't know. Office Christmas party, I'd say. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. I think. I'm going to go see The Birth of a Nation. Like, I'm going to go and see it anyway, but I think Office Christmas Park, I, we, we, we might even see if we can double bill it. Yeah, maybe, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I know Snowden's out as well, isn't it? Um, maybe even triple bill. Fuck, man, that's... <laughs> a good week, isn't it? It's really... There's just all sorts of shit stacked at the moment. I mean, they're basically coming out before Star Wars, which is kind of fair enough, really, but... Mm. Fucking... Ugh. And I booked a half day at work next Thursday so I could go see bloody Star Wars. And um, what the fucking showings? There's Tell me there's a one at 12-ish. There's a showing at 12. Yes! <laughs> fucking winner, winner, chicken dinner. Right, okay, so I finished work at 12. I'm straight in for a showing at Rogue One. And I got a long weekend because I got the... Right. Uh, sorry, guys, this is really boring, but I'm going to be able to go see Rogue One. Alright, good. And we're having Steve on, aren't we? Yes, we are indeed having uh, Steve, uh, TGP73, uh, on to, to chat Star Wars. And we had him on uh, last time, um, the, last year with the Star Wars episode, and it was very good. And it's nice to have somebody who's, who's incredibly invested in, in, in that world, kind of talking about it and giving their, their opinions on it, which, you know, and also they can... When we say, "Oh, well, I don't know what this is," this linked to this, he can be like, "Yeah, it's actually it's actually linked to this and this and this," which is which is great. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely, and he I, helps I, with world filling. Yes, no, fucking right, he does. So, uh, yeah, no, that, that'll be fun. Um, yeah, uh, I, do you know? I think that's it. What's Twitter been outraged about this week? Not much. It, no, it's been pretty. Everyone's calmed down. Oh, a little even bit. though, actually, well, well, here's one. Sight and Sound publish their top ten at the end of the year, and they get they just pick a bunch of critics. And the critics, they're not. Mm. It doesn't seem like they're really given a like a rubric for eligibility. It's just what are the best films you've seen this year? Yeah, yeah. And people were basically kind of like whining about it, saying, "Well, shouldn't it go by like UK release date and all that kind of thing?" Yeah. I, I mean, my my feeling on it is that. I don't know. It just doesn't really feel current. And in years hence, I would in years hence, I would not think of The Revenant as a 2016 film. Yes, it came out in the UK in 2016, but it was a film from last year. Yes. Um, you, you know, I mean, like fucking La La Land comes out in the UK the second week of January. That's a 2016 film. Yeah. Um. I think you can. I think you can say anything up to the third week. I would say even. I would say even up to the end of January. It, yeah, I mean it's difficult though because even like Fences comes out in February because I know BAFTA. I think it's the first or second week of February is their cut off. So the prestige films basically come out in the UK before the second week of February, or some yeah. it's something like that. And I, I think that's what it is, because a film like Fences would get drowned out if it was released in the same week as a bunch of other awards botherers. But if it's the only one that week, then it gets some space to to breathe. 
Exactly. But I, I mean, like, cause I, my eligibility for it is basically any anything that had its cinematic release date after my last one, or new films that I have seen that haven't come out yet. That's yeah. it. So you know, there's a few like um, LFF titles which I saw, which. I would like won't be in my top ten. I'll say not, not, none of the LFF films I've seen would be in my top ten, but they would be in in contention for it. Yeah, I, I mean, how how do you roll on that? <sighs> I find it difficult because it's, it, it's. I always look at it. And I think that the list thing it, it, it can be it can be judged based on you know who it, who it is and how different it is I mean I, I don't think you could say say for instance Green Inferno came out this year officially God, in the yeah, UK quite, yeah quite right right we saw that two years ago mm. right now I put that in my bottom list two years ago right and I, it, it, for me it's not a it's not a, a 2016 movie um it, it, uh, it's a it's a 2000 and whenever I saw it movie. Yeah. Not even like, I don't even remember it. It's just a movie I saw in the late in the mid teen 2000s. Um, so what I would say is it, every year it always makes me go oh fuck, and I do it from what I have seen since we did our end of year show yeah. to the day before we do our end of year show. That counts. I'd say day of. Yeah. Well, yeah, because I, I do. Some, I watched them on, on the day. Of. I remember a couple of years ago, Russians watched Whiplash. Um, mm-hmm. Like I, I started. We were recording late, and I was at work the next day, uh, and I think I watched that at about quarter past twelve at night. <laughs> Yeah. Just just to get it in because I, I thought I can't not get it in. I know Ian's going to talk about it. I don't know. I've not seen it, and I've yeah, not been able to talk about it fully. My feelings fe- uh, felt on that, haven't yeah. you? Yeah, and I right. thought what I don't want to do is then watch it the day after and have a full fucking year yeah. <laughs> to go between my, you know, if it's making my best of list. Um, so I, I also think that when people get all like, well, how does that count for this year? It, it was released on the twenty eighth of December last year. It's like, really, really, is is. Is that the most important thing you have to worry about today? <laughs> no, true. But I mean, like, Hateful Eight was in your top ten last year. How fucking weird would it be to have the Hateful Eight in your top ten this year? Yeah, it would. It'd, it'd be madness. Which is why, which is weird because the past couple of um, years, I've had um, recently, I've had Wolf of Wall Street and Django as my number one films. Mm. And I saw them both really like in the second week of January. Mm. In fact, also last year, my number one film um, was um, oh shit, I can't remember the name of it now. The Paul Thomas Anderson one. That was my number oh, one film. Inherent Vice. Inherent Vice. Yeah, yeah, quite right. Yeah, the out of my head. That was my number one film of last year, mm. and I saw that in January. So this year I've kind of gone, right, I need to see everything in January. It is fucking, I mean, like, all I am doing, I mean, I'll, I'll talk about it, but all I'm doing is fucking cramming. Yeah, well, that, that's what I was, I was doing last week. I had a chance to do it this week, but going forward for the rest of this week, that's all I'm doing, yeah. Like, since the 1st of December, which was, what, five days ago as we record, I watched some Christmas films as well, but 
I watched two films Thursday, two films Friday, two films Saturday, three films yesterday. You know, and it's just, all it basically is, is trying to fit in Christmas films and year-end stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's great. It's fucking brilliant. But it's also, fuck, what if I don't get to see X? Yes. The thing is, as well, you get into those little binges every so often where you're watching shitloads. And you get in, it's those where when you start doing it and you start almost forcing yourself to do it, once you get a little bit into a flow of doing two a day, you know, and then you have the odd three a day one, it's where you then start to go, do you know what? I fucking love watching movies. Yeah, man. Yeah. I fucking love watching movies. Not just like the general we love movies, which is why we do this podcast, which is why, you know, you, you, you folks listening to it, it is why you're, you're listening to us rabbit on about this. But it is. But then when you actually get into it and you have that wave of, I fucking love watching movies. Straight up. Bring up a fucking other one. <laughs> yeah. No, no, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I mean I'll, I'll talk about it, but I literally went from one got home, stuck another on yesterday. Mm. And it was, oh, fucking brilliant. You know, like, so, yeah, anyway, um, let's talk some trailers. Trailers, yes. Uh, there's been a few. So what, what have you caught this week? Um, let's just bring up the old Trailer Addicts app. Um, oh, there's been a few, haven't there? Oh, fuck, I meant to watch the Belco Experiment one. Um, did you watch the, the trailer for the Belco experiment? I've not watched it yet, no. Yeah, like, James Gunn written thing. Sounds really interesting. Um, I've actually, I think I've only watched two this week, because I, I meant to watch the, the trailer for Spectral, but that is literally on Netflix on Friday, if I remember correctly. Which is, yeah. that is a weird one, that, because it was, um, it was produced by Legendary Pictures, like, as part of a production deal they have with, um... Uh, with uh, Universal, but then they just shit-canned its theatrical release and just gave it to Netflix, um, which I don't know what that says, but it's basically like soldiers versus ghosts or something, but like actually shooting them, which sounds interesting. Mm. Um, music by Junkie XL. <laughs> That's fucking... In- uh, yeah, bloody hell. Uh, yeah, released on December on, uh, December 9th. A special ops team is dispatched to fight supernatural beings that have taken over a European city. I'm going to watch the fuck out of that with a few drinks this weekend. Yeah, I'm going to watch that. That's, that I'm told. It's that, that has got... Yes, that will, that, that will do Friday night. That's a really good good cast as well. James Badgedale, who's solid. James Badgedale's always good. Um, Emily Mortimer and Bruce Greenwood. That's a real cast. Cool. Uh, all over that. Um, it's probably going to be shit if they've done that, but I mean... Yeah, if they've dumped it like that, that's that's weird. Maybe they just think, do you know what? Rather than lose it in a... What is it? Maybe just, all right, Netflix, give us some money and we'll just give it to... God, that's fucking... I wonder why they've done that. Described as a supernatural black heart down, apparently. Oh, fucking hell, man. Well, that sounds all over it. Um, yeah, but yeah I, I haven't seen the, the trailer, but I'm, I'm sure I'll be talking about it next week. Um, okay, what, uh, what have I seen? Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Uh, it's going to make a billion without breaking a sweat. That thing yeah. is going to be... That thing is going to be huge. The com- I mean, ba- Baby Groot alone. And I'm, I'm already convinced I'm going to be sick of it. But it is quite fun to start with. 
<laughs> yeah. But we'll we'll see we'll see how he goes. Um, yeah, no, why why the fuck not? And um, Christ, I mean, Kurt Russell's in it as well, isn't he? So of like, course he is. Yeah, um, it's, yeah, it, it does. It, it. I was at first, I, I was a little bit like, this is a bit busy. Mm. There's a lot going on here, and I was getting a little bit worried. But for like the first sort of fifteen twenty seconds of the trailer, I was thinking there's an awful lot going on. But then as it starts to explain that there's supposed to be an awful lot going on, I did start to go. But you know what? I'm just looking forward to spending another two hours with these characters. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and the, the idea of it being baby group rather than group is quite amusing. In the fact that we've not just got the same characters, we've got the same characters but a different version of these characters. Absolutely, and I mean, I, I, I think Drax is going to be a bit of an MVP as well, just based off <laughs> of, um, just based off of that moment. I mean, it's going to be interesting because I, I think when the first one came out, they were kind of just thinking that Chris Pratt was going to be like front and center and rising star, and the rest of them would just be supporting around him, but. Mm. I, I, it kind of feels like Drax, Rocket, and Groot kind of basically stole the film from the rest of them. Um, yeah, and yeah, I like, let's expand it. Apparently, Stallone's in the new one as well, isn't he? Yeah, um, I, I'm absolutely fascinated, and especially considering the the first one kind of felt kind of risky already, but now Gun's kind of going to have the keys to the kingdom. Oh, um, fuck yeah. And, you know, they're going to have to do some MCU stuff, but it can also be fairly standalone. Um, I mean, like, for Ragnarok kind of feels like it's going to be the MCU heavy connective tissue one next year. Um, so this, I, I mean, Spider-Man's also got the pressure of basically having to do Spider-Man again. Whereas mm. this, they, it kind of feels like they could just... Have fun. Yeah, yeah. It's their fun, it's their fun movie. It's, it's, it's their... Look... Let, we we let this guy essentially do his thing and it really, really worked and it struck a card. Wouldn't we be stupid now to start going, could you just do this? Could could you just do this? Yeah. And could you just do this? And to be honest, I think that I think that James Gunn, if they did start doing that, would be a strong enough character to go, do you know what? No, I won't. Mm. I'm not being a dick, but no, I'm all right. I'll let somebody else do it. <laughs> I, I kind of hope he does this one and walks away. Um, just, I mean, would I like to see a third one? Yeah, probably. But at the same time, he's going to have so much cachet that it kind of feels like he'll be able to bank that and do a passion thing. But then again, maybe maybe this is a passion thing. You know? I, I mean, like, well, he's, he's said that, hasn't he? He's, he's said that, you know, that the second one is more of a passion project than the first one. Yeah, well, the first one he wasn't originally on it, was he? he, he, no. just, he and like, there was a bit of controversy because, um, like, he kind of claimed to have basically done a, a, a page one rewrite on the original screenplay, and there were some like rumors that he was trying to get sole credit, but then um, and the Cole Pullman, I believe, was the other writer who's now writing the Captain Marvel film, and I think I might. I think I'm right in saying it actually went to arbitration with the WGA and they ruled in favour of her, saying there was still enough in there that was her. Um, mm. But, yeah, whereas this one, it does kind of feel like it's a gun outing. But, I, I don't know, I'm really, really looking forward to it. The, the, the trailer doesn't show you much, but it, it gives you enough to kind of say, it's these guys again, things are slightly different. 
let's have another trailer in a few months. I, I kind of want to see what the actual story is. Yeah. Um, and then the trailer released overnight, um, uh, as we record last night, for The Mummy. Yes. Um, which... I'll, I'll watch the shit out of it. I'm kind of not expecting it to be that good, but I'm going to watch the shit out of it. Yeah, I, I was watching it going, it, it feels weird that this is like a it's like a world franchise starter. Or is it? Because it originally kind of was supposed to be part of like the, the, you know, the monsters um, franchise they were going to try and build. And I was thinking, and it's starring Tom Cruise. It, it, it's a really bizarre mix of a box office um, staples. It doesn't feel right, does it? It doesn't. It really doesn't, does it? Yeah, no. And, but then I was watching it, and in, in the trailer, I was going, but it looks like a Tom Cruise movie. Yeah. And I was getting comfortable going, I'm looking forward to this. This is going to be a great Tom Cruise movie. And then he, he wakes up, essentially seeming like he's now possessed by the mummy. I thought, oh, no, this is a Tom Cruise movie again. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I mean, the the, the plane bit looked looked pretty great. Um, they kind of blew their load a bit with that, though. But, um, mm. uh, but yeah, I I don't know. I mean, like, you got uh, Russell Crowe as, as, like, Dr. Jekyll there, and I will put money down right now for a Russell Crowe Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde film that sounds fucking brilliant um, it will be and that film will make no money <laughs> it will make no money I, I would like them to actually do no CG for Mr. Hyde it's just Russell Crowe as a bit more psychotic <laughs> yeah like that, that yeah no you're right though I mean like Russell Crowe's kind of barely a bankable name these days really yeah, and yeah, I don't know. They're gonna have to have a hell of a supporting cast. Um, do, 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 do the only way that I'd make money, the only way that would make money, is if they announced and shot Gladiator Two before it, and then Russell Crowe became a huge star again. That'd be funny. That'd be funny. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I don't know. It's it's so early days, and it kind of looks like they're jacking in the horror completely. Um, yeah. it, it does just look like an action film, but which apparently is what is kind of what they're retooling the monsters franchise to be more uh, fairly safe twelve A kind of thing. Which I don't know is a bit of a shame. But then Dracula Untold wasn't that great. Yeah, you know. So hey, but I, I do feel sorry for Luke Evans though because that was supposed to be the start of the rebooting and it kind of does feel like whenever they do do Dracula nah it's not going to be him it won't be him no. um, he, can't, he, he can't sell a movie no no he can't he's not, you know, I, I like Luke Evans um, but he's not he's just not a big enough star he's, the problem is with him he's never going to be a big enough star mm. Um, he's 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 very similar in a lot of ways to um, Aaron Eckhart, who you know is in Bleed for This and also in Sully as well, isn't they? Mm-hmm. Um, he's a lot of ways in, in, in they're similar in the way in as, as actors in the sense that they're both very good actors. Uh, they both have a leading man appearance. They can they you know they've both done a lot of different sort of genre stuff, but. No matter what, they're never going to be 
box office draws. They're just not. It's never going to be, that's not going to be it. They're, they're born to be supporting actors, mm. which is not a criticism in any way at all. Sure. It's just, that's where, that's the little section where they fit. You know, look at Joe Pesci. When Joe Pesci started trying to sell movies on his own, his career knows dying. But as a supporting actor, great. Same for Harvey Keitel and people like that. It just, some people just shoot being the third listing. Shame. I like Luke Evans, man. I like Luke Evans, yeah. He's, he's always perfectly solid in everything. Um, he's a good actor. He's a good actor. Yeah, it, didn't, it didn't happen for him after the Hobbit franchise. How is it going to happen for him now? Yeah, true. I mean, I don't know. I mean, like I, I saw a and a with him and Ben Wheatley for High Rise earlier in the year, and he's really good value as well. He's, mm. he's, he's, he's a funny fucker, and he's, he's a Welshman through and f- through, and I don't know. It kind of feels like he doesn't even get that much recognition around here. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know. It's a shame. But The Mummy, I'll watch it. Who the fuck's directing it? It's, it's something weird, isn't it? Is it just like a commercials director or something? Because it, it, it kind of feels like this isn't really a cruise project. It kind of feels like they offered it to him and he went, why not? Yeah, Alex Kurtzman it is. Fucking hell, of of Kurtzman and Orsi? Yeah. Oh, all right, well, that's why he's doing it then, because... um. Yeah. Like, like he's like J.J. Abrams' mate, isn't he? So um, yeah, he's he's only directed. He's only the second film they directed. Did he do that? Chris Pine, people like us, like us. Yeah, he yeah, did that. Okay, yeah. Fuck. All right. Yeah. Which which was? Did you see that? No, no. It's it, it, it's alright actually. I, I you know I, I thought it was enjoyable enough. It's not fantastic. Don't get me wrong. Don't fucking rush to watch it. But it was you know it, it was perfectly serviceable. Okay. Well, I mean, we'll we'll see. It'll give me an excuse to watch the. Uh, Brendan Fraser mummy films again, which I'm, I, I don't know, I'd be up for. Well, Christopher McQuarrie had a hand in the screenplay. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, well, I don't know. Maybe Cruz came on and he was like, right, I'm bringing my people with me. Um, yeah, I think that's what it is. Yeah, shit. All right, um, any any other trailers for you? No, no, that's, that's, that's it for me as well. Yeah, I just, just caught in those ones, the big ones, the biggies. Nick Morton is Tom Cruise's name in this. Okay. <laughs> Nick Morton. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. That's not a really cruising name either, is it? No, no, no. Um, all right, fair enough. Cool, right. Um, so, yes, I'm happy to review this week. Uh, believe for this, a um, biographical boxing film um, from director Ben Younger. I think it's only his third film, I believe. He did um, Boiler. Boiler Room, which I, I always think is a very underrated movie, actually. I think it's fantastic. Uh, Prime, yeah, Bleed for This, yeah. No, sure, fair enough. Yeah, he's, um, yeah, I think he's also, I think he's a journalist, isn't he, as well? Oh, is he? Okay. Yeah, I think, I, I, I think, I think he's a journalist by a craft. I think he writes for The New Yorker. Um, I know he writes New York because I've read things he's written in the New Yorker. Um, executive produced by uh, Martin Scorsese, which um, you know wasn't as all over the marketing as I expected it to be. Um, starring Miles Teller, Aaron Eckhart, Keith Siegel, uh, Kieran Hines, uh, Ted Levine, who all the way through the film was going, oh, what's his fucking name? <laughs> who the fuck did Ted Levine play? The boxing uh, manager. Shut the fuck up! Really? Yeah. What, the, the, the one who's with the guy, the, the bigger guy with the glasses. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, All yeah, the okay. I, was going, I was going. Oh, who is it? Who is it? What's his name? I know who it is, but what's his fucking name? All the way through, and then the minute I got out, the minute I got my phone out to check, I went, "Fucking Ted Levine." Yeah, and no, I did not 
did not get that in the fair play. Fair it's play. those moments where I wish that, that you could occasionally just go, I ah, fuck out of my phone for two seconds. But of course, you can't in a cinema. Even if I was on my own in a cinema, I still wouldn't do it. Um, but yeah, so there's that. Uh, there it uh, is the story of... Um, Vinnie Panzina, um, who was the Tasmanian devil, a boxer from Providence in the 80s and early 90s. I think he actually fought right outside the mid to late 90s, uh, who rose to prominence, was very successful in his younger days. Uh, and then as he was kind of making a bit of a comeback from people thinking he was he was about finished, uh, he suffered a, a car accident where he broke his neck and almost severed his spinal column uh, and then actually went on to continue boxing after it. Uh, it is one of those type of stories. Uh, so, Ian, Bleed for This, before we get fully into it, I asked for two tickets for Bleed for This and the the guy behind the counter, mm. right, said, oh, two tickets for Bleed for it. It's like, two tickets for Bleed for This, please. <laughs> yeah. Bleed for it. It's not. It's not called that. It's called Bleed for this. Yeah. No, it's Bleed for it. <laughs> Fuck's sake. I was like, it, right, bye. I thought it's not. Yeah. <laughs> but I, thought, well, but I, I immediately thought, why are you arguing with me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the customer. I am right. I am also right as well. Yeah, I know which film I am paying to see. I, I thought, I am going to fucking hit you in your fat neck if you continue this. Even, then so, again, I, I say that, but we, we went to see Moana yesterday, and then Don, Donna said to me earlier on, what was the name of that film we watched yesterday? That's how much she cares about cinema. <laughs> it was brilliant. <laughs> Ian, uh, what do you think of Bleed for this? Uh, it's all right. I'm not going to have that much to say. This is very much more in your wheelhouse, so... I think I might let you take the driving seat on this one. Um, I don't know. It kind of goes through the motions of a sports film. And I didn't really... The thing is, I hadn't even seen the trailer. Um, I, I, Did you not? No, no. I, 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 I kind of... I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to go into films with less background knowledge of them um at the moment and i was running really late for, I, I saw an unlimited card screening like last week and i was running really late for it and i turned up and it had literally just started it was the, like the press conference and yeah. um i like so i was like i was already kind of like just like right okay wh- where am i like getting my wits about me a bit um but then it was like right yeah okay so He's a promising young talent. He's not amazing, though. All right. He's getting better. There's an accident. I did, I genuinely didn't know there was an accident, but as soon as he was like, yeah, I'm just going to go out for a ride with my buddy, it was like, oh, okay, so something's going to happen now then. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it, so um, it was like the Sea of Trees, where it's like, right, we've got to move you to another hospital. It was like, right, okay, I see where this is going. Um, so it's... I, I, um, I, I thought it was fine. I thought Miles Teller was good. I thought Aaron Eckhart and Kieran Hines were better. Um, I, I don't know. It, it, the thing is, I think it, 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 it fails in actually painting him as a real human being. Because even his flaws could be seen as strengths. He's too driven 
he will not give up no matter what, um, even if he's going to kill himself. And, you know, it's like the women he goes through in it, it kind of feels like maybe there's something there. Um, well, the, the, the thing is... Because um, like, the, the, the real guy was like pretty fucking involved in this and he's been promoting the living shit out of it in, 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 in real life. There is there is reasons for that. I will say. Right. Okay. Fair enough. But it just, I it didn't really give me that interesting a character. The more Aaron Eckhart's character was more interesting. Um, Yeah, Kevin Kevin Rooney is actually a really a really interesting character. To be honest, you know he's he's trained. He's trained some fucking boxers, we'll yeah, say that. Yeah, straight up. I mean, it's nothing against Miles Teller, because he, he is he is good in this. He is good. He's solid. If Teller was kind of thinking, this is my Oscar nomination one, nah, but the material's not strong enough. Yeah, I'll agree with that, in, in that, in the case that it, it, it feels a little... It feels a little not the film itself undercut because I think it's the film that Ben Younger wanted to make, but it feels like even with the cast and everything, I think the cast is is is, is perfect to be honest. Mm. I just feel like that they could have they could have made more of it, uh, and what they've actually done is they've made a, they've, they've, instead of trying to make it more, they've tried to make it less, yeah. which makes not a lot of sense really. Um, they've not played up on the other characters and they're trying to make it as well the fact is it, it's it's about you know the, the comeback but that's only what the last half of the movie you know it is a yeah. good half a movie like 40 odd minutes yeah of first third a, a build up to that and then you've got this little bit here and then you you've got the end um instantly the um the women in his life uh, is partially based on a joke in that, um, that all the girls that he kind of went for always looked the same, and his mum couldn't couldn't remember who, who was who, and actually would have conversations apparently with the girls, thinking that they were the previous or like three or four girlfriends back. I don't know. Let's, I mean, let's have a bit of that. You know, yeah. Just, Which I mean, it could have been. It, it could have. I, I had a feeling there's a two and a half hour version of this movie that is a lot better. And, I, and what else is, I really enjoyed it, but as you are saying, this is well and truly in my wheelhouse. Um, and I really enjoy it. But I do think, though, it's one of those rare occurrences where we often say, that was good, but you could have shaved 20 minutes off it and had the same film, or shaved five minutes. I think you could have put another 25 minutes into this movie and had it be better. I'd give it another go. If, if there was a longer cut, I would definitely give it another go. Because, it, it, yeah, it totally feels like there's stuff just not quite there and i mean like the the mother character her one bit of character is she doesn't watch her son fight mm. that's all there is other than that she is generic which 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 baffles me as to why american mother there's yeah, nothing she, 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 to she's yeah, she's pure providence, which is the, which is the idea of Vinnie Panziani was 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 very much providence, and you know he's his dad co-wrote this. Um, Angela uh, Pisa, I can co-wrote it, um, and yeah. Miles Teller's very good in it. 
I think that Vinny has been involved a lot in the um, work around it and the promotion of it. He's, he's trying to rebuild the celebrity brand for himself because he needs the money, is what I'll say on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally believe that. And, I, you know, best of luck to him. I mean, it's amazing what the guy managed to do. I'm not, I'm not taken away from that. It's just, Christ, if you're going to do a boxing film... It need it like I don't know. It needs to be better than this because you it's, are it's, going against some fucking big films, man. That's that's the thing. Is it, it's a, it's a it's a strange kind of genre in terms of the sporting movies because sporting movies, you know, they actually don't work ninety percent of the time. Sporting movies, they're pretty. You know, the, the hit rate for a sports movie uh, is pretty low for an actual sports movie. Um, where you actually show sports. If you show on the admin of the sports and things like that, that works better. For instance, Moneyball was a very good movie. Fuck, man, even Draft Day. Yeah, even Draft Day is a very good movie. Mm. And they, they, they're counted as sports movies. The reality is they're not sports movies. Mm. You know, they, they're not... They're, they're a ministry... They're bureaucracy movies, if anything. England manager. Yeah. You know, that's more of a sports movie. And most I was sports joking, by the way, but... But it is... But most sports yeah, don't lend themselves to No, it's terrible. No, it's yeah, fucking yeah, awful. Okay, yeah. uh, um, you know, most sports don't lend themselves to it, but boxing kind of does yeah. um, because it, it, it's it's easier to shoot because it's it's two people in a ring. Whereas the reason why you can't shoot a football movie or it's harder to shoot, shoot an American football movie or uh, if like that is you've got team sports and you have to you'd have to coordinate so much and it'd be it'd be difficult to, to do and plus the the actual um, the actual sports themselves are, are more enthralling. It, you can basically trace the success of boxing movies. Um, it. The more successful when you fill in um, the blanks of when boxing wasn't successful. So, for instance, Rocky came about when boxing was on its arse a little bit and it wasn't as popular. It had had the 60s with, uh, you know, Muhammad Ali and Shirley Leonard and Jeffries and people like that. Um, it had had that and it was kind of on its arse a little bit. And then Rocky came about and Raging Bull came about and it, it, boxing became big again. And then in the 80s, you know, you, you had Holyfield and you had Tyson and people like that. But you had a lot of shitty movies like Gladiator, uh, which not the Russell Crowe movie, the, um, the Cuba Gooding Jr. movie, uh, and Great White Hype and things like that went around the 90s when boxing was big again. And then when boxing has dipped again now, because it's just become dull, to be honest, um, you've started having more boxing movies come out. And it, it, it works like that, that the... The, the movies kind of end up making the sport popular again and it works like that. It's a really sort of strange dichotomy that's, that's been mixed up. This isn't going to do what, for instance, like Rocky did uh, and things like that for boxing because, like you say, it's not good enough. It's, it, it's more about... The, the whole film kind of rests on the crux of this guy's stubbornness and stupidity and, and essentially his, his ability to take pain is what it's all based on. His entire boxing career... Uh, up until he, he started training properly was based around he could take a fucking beating and still be as strong after being beaten um, as he was when he started. Mm. 
it wasn't that he was always stronger than the other guy or was a harder hitter than the other guy. It was the fact is he'd wear the other guy out by getting hit a lot. And that's when he'd go in. That's when his stamina would kick in. And it's it, it the, worked for him quite well. approach to boxing. It is, yeah, it is. And, uh, you know, actually a lot of kind of um, journeyman boxers do that. You know, they're, they're punching bags. In the boxing world, it, I mean, even, you know, it's actually even referenced in the film, um, towards the end of the film, where, you know, you have... Miles Dallas Garrett saying, you know, that the boxing world isn't what it isn't as glamorous as, as it's as it's made out to be. And it's not. Because for every fucking Floyd Mayweather, Floyd Money Mayweather throwing his money around and saying, oh, I get all this and getting paid inordinate sums, there's two, three hundred guys who week in, week out are just getting beaten up to get other people moving up the fucking ladder. Yeah. Um, and maybe that's a weird box movie, maybe that shows that. Um but yeah, it, it's very well acted, but it's it's told like a neighbourhood story. I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I just, I spent the whole thing going like, uh, okay, it's a bit like The Fighter. Yeah, okay, it's a bit like Rocky. Yeah, it's a bit like The Fighter. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit like Rocky. None of it's like Raging Bull. Yeah. Yeah. Also as well... Boxing movies, right? From now on, right, there should be a fucking a ban on boxing movies where when somebody gets hit in the ring, drowning out the sound. Oh, and, and, and having a sinister sound. Yeah. 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 Stop doing that. Because yeah, it's been yeah. done too much. You need to start doing something. The reason why Raging Bull was so frenetic and so amazing was Scorsese did something different with it. And he, he showed you a different way to shoot a boxing movie. Mm. And boxing movies have been going around fucking, you know, for since, what, the 50s? You know, they've always been a thing. Mm. But Scorsese showed you a different way. This doesn't show you a different way. And I, I, I get the feeling that, that maybe too much was put into the actual, the boxing element of it. Do you know what I found really distracting as well? The... And I, I, this is probably budgetary, so it kind of like it kind of feels like maybe it's a bit because it is low this. budget. This movie, yeah, no, it is. So it was a, like what, like a few million or something. Six, yeah. six million. And when you consider that cast for six million, yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, Kieran Hines, man. I mean, like he's really fucking good in this. But um, the fact that there's quite a lot of material, like kind of like TV footage and stuff, where it's the like the real guy um like because almost because they didn't have the time or the money to recreate certain things so that's it it's money yeah it's like they couldn't really do any like b-roll they could only shoot what they had like the main narrative stuff so when they're watching him on on like tv screens and stuff when it's like the old like introductory like uh titles on tv it's the real guy but then like 20 seconds later you've got a scene and it's miles teller again and i don't know that it it takes you out of the reality of it yeah it it does a little bit kind of pull you out of it Uh, yeah that certainly does it's a strange like you say it does feel like it is it was budgetary yeah i mean i it it, but i mean it is kind of like maybe just don't maybe just don't do that then um, like I, it just, you know, if you if you're wanting, if Miles Teller is wanting to inhabit this guy, maybe don't show footage of the guy. Mm. 
do it at the end, sure, why not? Yeah. yeah that's fine. But while it's up, because, I mean, like, frankly, he doesn't look that much like him. No. And he doesn't sound that much like him. No. So, yeah, not 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 sure about that. I, yeah. Well, I, 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 I'm definitely not shit for it. What I will say is, is Miles Teller is, is an interesting as fuck actor, to be honest. He does seem to pick... He's not trying to forge a very sort of familiar path. He is trying to do different stuff. Yeah, I... I the best of luck to the guy, because, he, like, I don't know, he's had a bit of a rough ride in the press as well. I mean, he said some stupid shit, but... Oh, did he? Uh, yeah, I mean, oh, God, he did a thing with GQ a while back, and he... Um, he was like talking. He was basically just talking about how he was doing things for the the money and and I think maybe about the Divergent film. Oh yeah, when he was talking about that, yeah. You know, but then again, it's kind of like, well, yeah, fair enough. Then I'm sure if Anna Kendrick was talking about Twilight, she'd probably say, yeah, it was a good paycheck every couple of years. You know, well, it, it's to be honest, you know, a lot of actors, you know, say that. So you you do you do one movie, one big movie, and then you do three. For yourself, yeah, one yeah, for them, totally. you know, loads of actors have been doing that for years. Totally, I really, really, really have a hankering to re-watch the Fantastic Four reboot. I think you're insane. <laughs> I, I, I still, I maintain there's good shit in there. The fucking sequence where Toby Kebble is walking down that corridor and like making people's fucking heads explode or whatever it is. That shit's awesome. Yes, right. it is. It is, but it, it, awesome, it, awesome. I, I can't believe they're doing this in this movie. Clearly, nobody gives a shit. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 that, that, even the censors don't care. That thing's fucking fascinating. I can't wait until like they feel comfortable with actually saying what was going on during the making of that fucking thing. That, yeah, that's that. Oh, there's going to be such a good book one day. Um, Yes, uh, audience reaction to that was. Oh no, definitely not shit. By the way, but a minor oh, one. It's 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 fine. It's fine. Cool. Um, definitely not shit. Seventeen percent. Okay. Uh, touching cough. Thirty-three percent. And shit. Fifty percent. A bit harsh. How many votes? Not many. Like six. Uh, okay. A bit harsh. Which means which means not many people saw it. <laughs> yeah, I think it did like two hundred k this weekend or something. It hasn't done that very that that well in the US either. So hey. Yeah. It was it was up against uh, Fantastic Beasts and where to find them, so I don't think it was ever gonna draw in that much. Uh, so, Colin, Ian, uh, for us on what you've been watching as. So, um, I, I, I mentioned it in passing earlier on, so I'll talk about it. Um, uh, Donna, Lottie, and I went to see Moana. Um, so, uh, this is the uh, new Disney uh, film, which has been getting a lot of. Uh, a lot of good words, a lot of good words, um, and I can see why, to be honest, it's great, it's really good. Oh. It's been a good year for what is it so far, Animation, it? man, it's been a fucking ba- belter, it really has. It's um, because when they get it right, they make fucking money, and even when they get it right and they don't make money, they make great films. Yeah, man, I mean, like, I don't know, Zootropolis, Kubo, Moana... I, I, I'll mention very quickly. I rewatched Kung Fu Panda Three. That thing is fucking great. It is. Sorry, it's great. It feels like it's been underserved this year, but it was great. Um, 
Trolls was fun. Stalks was fun. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it just, it, it, it's been strong. It's been strong. Um, but yeah, Moana, really nice way to cap it off. Basically, um, story is, um, it, I don't know. I mean, it it's kind of seems like it's a combination of Ma- uh, like Maori and um, Hawaiian kind of stuff going on here. Um, and it, it's basically, um, The Rock plays a Maui, a demigod, who steals the heart of Tafiti. Uh, Tafiti is this, like, um, tr- uh, a nature goddess um, who uh, he, he steals her heart. And then this brings, like, a blackness that's kind of, like, taking over the world slowly. Um, and uh, in it, like, it kind of flashes forward then. And uh, Moana is a girl who is a friend of the sea. Uh, the sea likes her. And she is basically chosen by the sea to recover the heart of Tafiti. Um which has been lost, uh, by the way, I meant to say, uh, Maui had, has a fight with this lava monster whose name I can't remember, um, and uh, basically the, the heart of Tafiti gets lost. So she has to find uh, Maui to help her find the heart of Tafiti so that she can uh, restore it and uh, get Tafiti back. Um, so Moana is a Disney princess, kind of, she actually comments that she's not a princess um, at one point, and he says, "You're the you're the daughter of a chieftain, and you have a, an animal sidekick. You're a princess," uh, which I thought was quite funny. Um, but no romantic interest whatsoever. Um, she's headstrong, but part of the arc is her realizing that. You know, she can go her own path, but maybe she needs a bit of help on the way, and there's no harm in that. Um, and Maui is more of a... He's uh, kind of a co-lead, but maybe slightly slight, slightly less so. But Dwayne Johnson is great. Um, he has a song on the soundtrack, You're Welcome, which gets in your fucking head like no one's business. Have you heard this? I do not know. Right, seriously, Spotify or Apple Music, whatever you use, it's so much fun. Um, the the soundtrack as a whole is fucking brilliant. Um, Lin Manuel Miranda of Hamilton uh, was a strong creative hand in the soundtrack, and I am more interested in the Hamilton due to Moana than I was because of all the people <laughs> banging on about Hamilton, to be honest. Because um, you've been on a bit of a, a, bit of a, ha- a Hamilton kick of being quite happy that you're not. Yeah, I, <laughs> that's a, I, yeah, I don't know. It just it feels like, it, like, I think I said before, it feels like this year's community. It's like the thing that a lot of people on social media really want you to know that they like. Um, <laughs> and... Um, I, 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 yeah, I mean, like, the, the guy's obviously really fucking talented, so fair enough. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's fun. I'd be, I, I, it's got a great message to it. The animation is lovely. Um, it was maybe slightly inappropriate to take Lottie because the lava monster is pretty fucking scary and Donna had to take her out to the toilet at one point. Um, but that was fine. Donna was there, so I could watch the fucking rest of the film. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but hey, um, uh, yeah. So 
Moana, um, if it wasn't for the comedy chicken, um, who is there for absolutely no fucking reason, and they come back to him so much, she has a pet chicken. Um, yeah. And it just, it like, that literally took it down from a five star to a four, from, uh, from a five star to a 4.5 for me. Comedy chicken had me. Is that uh, is that Alan Tyder that plays him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, so there you go. Um, right now, an untalked about special guest is going to join us. I think now ish. Oh, briefly, yes, for our, yes, for um, an announcement. Until I get confirmation that person is ready, I'll just. Um, Maybe do some of the, the the quicker ones, but yeah, Moana's fucking fantastic. Um, rewatched uh, Jingle All the Way. Wrote a piece for the site about it. Um, as I've written on letter letterboxed, a terrifying look at how a father chooses to raise a little Hitler. Um, <laughs> I'm looking forward to reading that. I haven't had a chance to read that yet because I've been just so mightily busy that I've been looking forward to my day off to read the couple of posts that you put on the site. <laughs> Because I can then give my full attention. Yeah, uh, I uh, yeah, no, I uh, that film's fucking terrifying. Um, I also watched uh, rewatched Home Alone, which is Home Alone. It's great. And, yes, I um, love Home Alone. Um, no, yeah, I mean it's it's brilliant. It was weird actually. I obviously have not watched it in, in several years, as I hadn't had uh, put a letterboxed ranking of it up. Uh, which means I think fuck I think I was on Letterbox like 2012, but yeah, uh, it's a great, great, great deal of fun. Um, is is Home Alone? I love how vicious it is. Um, who the fuck is this? Hey, I should have said good afternoon, good evening, good morning. <laughs> Hello. All right. Um, Noel Meller is with us. Um, very briefly. Yeah. Uh, no, why are you with us? I am with you, gentlemen, to announce a new and exciting frontier for the Dude Monkey podcast. The the, the, the the damn you is expanding. The universe has uh, has been expanded <laughs> to a, into a whole new realm, um, and we're delighted to announce that Benedict Cumberbatch will be joining the show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> In, a, in an amusing section of their call, calling, what's his fucking name? Yeah. Each week we're going to be challenged to um, <laughs> come up with a new variation on the name Bumberdick Cucumber Snatch, um, and see how many uh, see how many different ways we can say it until we until we run out. Yeah, there's so many. In a feature, we're calling "Name My Bumber Snatch." <laughs> oh, see, these things just roll off the fucking tongue. <laughs> Noel said he was he needed to come on quickly, so uh, I, I appreciate. First of all, because I'm dying of a cold, and second of all, because Daddy needs a new 4K TV, so I'm actually picking up some freelance work at the moment. Nice, that's <laughs> the fucking way to do it. It is. Um, so, uh, actually, well, Mark's actually stirring the ship, not that you'd fucking oh, I am, it. I am, yes, I actually am, I completely forgot about that. Right, so, yes, so we, we will put you out of your misery and explain why. Um, we, we, we drunkenly, um, came up with this at John Carpet, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Um, whereby I insisted that it was insane, um, that 
uh, Ian hadn't seen The Fugitive yet. Um, so I, in, in a, um, a a flash of, of, of a massive kind of just frustration at the fact that he hadn't seen it, uh, I, I decided to gift him uh, by the power of iTunes um, The Fugitive. Um, so he could digitally download it and watch it uh, at his leisure. But of course, that then started up the whole idea of, well, hang on a minute, if I've just gifted him this, then maybe he could gift Noel something, and then Noel could gift me something. All has to be something we haven't seen, and then we'll all talk about each three movies on a podcast that we're going to call Paying It Forward. There we go. So that's the idea, is each week, each pre week, each month, we're going to bounce around. So, for instance, the first month, which we'll be recording in January, um, I have gifted Ian a film. Ian has gifted Noel a film. Noel has gifted me a film. Uh, then the month after, I will give Noel a film. Noel will gift Ian a film, and Ian will gift me a film. And then we're just going to bounce around doing that. Originally, we, we toyed with the idea of having um, a limit. But the, of, of how much we could spend on the film, but then we thought, you know what, fuck it. If if let's say Noel wants to give me a film that's two ninety nine, but I really want him to watch a film that's seven ninety nine, then so be it. We do it like that, and so that's 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 how we've done it. So it's gonna be it's gonna be an exciting an exciting show. So what have, what have each of us gifted? So I gifted you the Fugitive, uh, Ian, because. Well, because you hadn't seen it, and I couldn't believe you hadn't even, seen it. Even though I've seen U.S. Marshals, and I think yes. I'm probably going to rewatch U.S. Marshals as well. Um, U.S. Marshals worth rewatching for Tommy Lee Jones dressed in a giant chicken suit. That'll do. Um, I gifted Noel, um, which was quite an interesting pick for a fucking draw. Yeah, it was. Uh, it drum was. Pick, definitely. Uh, um, yeah. Mine's. My pick seemed like more of a drunk pick. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, Guillaume Canet's uh, thriller Tell No One, which I believe yeah. was remade as the Russell Crowe one, The Next Three Days. Um, <gasps> oh, is that that one? I think so. So I think I might watch Tell No One and The Next Three Days. Um, I do that, actually, yeah. But, yeah, yeah uh, Tell No One. It, it's fucking fantastic. I will say as well... I think we haven't said whether we're gifting it to the other person because we really want them to watch it because we think they'll like it or just so it's a stain on their iTunes library. <laughs> I, well, I, I, I don't think I can have stains on my iTunes library. Is, I well, easily... don't speak too soon, Mark, because I gifted you Pompeii. Mine's, <laughs> yeah, mine's pretty yeah. fucking soiled as it is. But the thing is, it's like if either of you gifted me Grown Up Sue, I wouldn't redeem it. <laughs> my iTunes library at the moment contains things like, you know, City Lights and um, The Great Dictator, you know, uh, Interstellar Man Who Fell to Earth, and now Pompeii, yeah, uh, yeah. Silent Hill <laughs> Revelation, and. Uh, <laughs> No, but this is well. Let me let me give a very brief reasoning for it. It's what my, when I was think when I was thinking about this, I was thinking specifically. I thought to myself, what films? <coughs> excuse me. I thought to myself, what films have I seen that I liked, and I know a lot of other people hated because they're kind of trashy. Because I've Mark likes trashy like I like trashy. Yep. So I, I was try, I was rooting for something like that. And the first film that came into my head was Pompeii because I 
really enjoyed Pompeii for all its fucking stupidity. And I just thought, if Mark doesn't like it, then then there's some, it's clearly something wrong with me. So it's, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to find out. The thing is, I'm looking, I actually quite like Paul Pugliese and the movies, and I'm looking at the, the like, the, essentially like the post for the title card, I think you, you could say, uh, for Pompeii on iTunes, and I'm looking at it going, oh, I've got to watch that now. I'm actually really excited about watching it, but I know that I've got to wait a few weeks to watch it, but I'm looking at it going, oh, I could watch that tonight. I really could watch that tonight. Do you know what I would say? It would be a, it would be a really nice Christmas watch. It's a good Christmas film. Not that, you know, there's nothing in it related to Christmas. Just, I mean, in the sort of, you know, um, uh, the sort of uh, Boxing Day afternoon adventure CG effects kind of fun kind of film. It, it slots nicely into that sort of area, I think. So if you... I would suggest watching it over Christmas when you've got a bit of free time and a couple of a couple of beers in the fridge. Yeah, I think, I think that's going to be my plan. Yeah. I yeah, I will probably be much the same. Um, fuck. I actually. Oh, I was going to say. Um, I think the aim is to not have it replace an episode of Dude and a Monkey um, every week. So hopefully there'll be like a week of the month where there's a Dude and a Monkey and they're playing it forward. Yes. Um, but depending on schedules, that might be how it goes, but we will very much try not to. Yes, um, that, 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 that is the plan. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, like I say, it depends on schedules, but we'll uh, we'll let Noel go. We just wanted to um, kind of like, because all three of us are doing it, um, we'll probably just stick it up on the Dude and the Monkey feed, even though, yeah. well... I don't know, we'll see, like, because I think Libsyn, you can do more than one podcast feed, it just all comes out the same allowance, so... The thing is, if it's going to be fairly infrequent, you might as well just sort of whack it out as almost like a bonus episode or that's, something. That's yeah, the idea, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think you're right. And then if um, if anybody particularly dislikes the sound of my voice, then they can just skip that episode. <laughs> and, and I'll say right now, if anyone wants to gift me free iTunes films and then have me just talk about them, <laughs> do feel free. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can all pay, you can all feel free to pay it forward. Yes, you can. Yeah, yeah. 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 we're starting a revolution here. Yeah. <laughs> Don't buy yourself, me. We buy some other. We're, essentially, we're starting a, an iTunes Ponzi scheme. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I expect to get shitloads of films from Kevin Bacon now. <laughs> that would be good. We'll we'll leave Noel to it because he, he I, like bless him, he doesn't sound well. So no, thank you, Noel. <laughs> All right, you ask back to you work. <laughs> Bye. Cheers. Uh, uh, okay, brilliant. So uh, yeah, we're recording that the first week of January, I think, in it. Yes. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we'll we'll have it out in the first week of January. Basically, it should be fun. So to recap. Uh, I'm doing the fugitive. Well, uh, Mark got me the fugitive. I got Noel. Tell no one. And uh, Noel got Mark Pompey. So that's quite eclectic. Yeah, that's, that's pretty fucking eclectic. Um, yeah. So um, I, 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 I think I've done a, a few there. So I'll, I'll, I'll steer it over to you, bud. Cool. Um, I, uh, ooh, like I said, I've not watched that much because I've been getting home, like I said, like 11 o'clock at night. Uh, I did ever watch the um, Philip Noyce movie, uh, The Bone Collector. Um, oh, fuck. 
Is this, spoiler alert, the one where the killer is the guy who was in it at the start and then never turns up again until it's revealed that he's the killer? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is like that. But it's actually, the weird thing is, it's actually a really good cast. Denzel Washington, Angelina Jolie, before she became an arsehole. Yeah. Uh, Queen Latifah, when she was still Queen Latifah, because has she changed to something else? Has she gone back to her real name from Queen Latifah now? I think she's still Queen Latifah. Is she? I I feel like she went back to her real name, but no, she's still Queen Latifah. Um, Michael Rooker, Luis Guzman. Bobby Carnival's in it, Ed O'Neill's there, uh, Leland Orsa is there. Somebody who we keep saying is just one, you know, Oscar non away from going, oh, he's great, isn't he? You know, oh, I've always liked him. He, he's one, he's, he's yeah. the next John Hawks. Um, so, yeah, I really enjoyed it, actually, very much of, of, of The Bone Collector. Uh, it was good to stick on, on, I think I watched it on Saturday night. I was a little bit tired um, and just wanted some on that I could just let kind of drift over me. And if I fell asleep, I fell asleep. If I didn't, I didn't. And I didn't. Like, I actually really quite enjoyed it. It's on um, Sky. Um, so I watched it on the on-demand service on Sky, um, which I'm actually getting quite a lot of use out of at the moment. Um, but, yeah, it, it's... It's a lot of fun. It's that kind of that late nineties procedural um, thriller that Denzel Washington was churning out like a motherfucker around that time. Uh, but I had, a, I had a lot of fun with the rewatch of that. Uh, and like I say, it's 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 fun watching Andrea Jolie before she essentially crawled up her own ass and decided that that's where she wanted to live, even though nobody wanted her to live. Nobody else wanted her to live there. <laughs> to be honest, um, I, I also continued my um, American Pie rewatches. Um, <laughs> Brilliant. Okay. I, I I am going to at some point watch all of the uh, VOD ones as well. Um, so yes, so get ready for me talking about like fucking Naked Mile and Bandcamp and things like that. Sweet. For some reason, I'm uh, I'm an idiot. Um, so I watched American Wedding, which was the only thing American Pie movies that I, I I really failed to get on with. Um, previously uh, and I've kind of made my peace with it now to be honest uh, it is essentially American Wedding or American Pie 3 The Wedding or the various different names that it's got but essentially it is trying to do too much Stifler it's trying to be the Stifler movie um, which the problem is it doesn't work if he's front and centre is this the one that's directed by Bob Dylan's son it is directed by Jesse Dillon, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's really weird. And it but Jesse Dillon. horrible. It looks hideous. And yeah. it it came out in that that weird time where, it, you know, um, there was a lot of... Essentially, it came out at, at a time when American culture discovered gay people. Um, and so, <laughs> you know, yeah. Queer Eye for the Straight Guy was like a massive TV show where even though if you actually look at it, it, it quite simply is one of the most offensive TV shows ever made, God, and it was huge. Existed, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you think, think about it, think about it. How offensive that show is! Yeah, <laughs> it's ridiculous, and it was massive, and it kind of it was a little bit like that. And so I was always worried, thinking, oh, there's, there's so much kind of latent homophobia in there that it's just a bit cringeworthy. But it, it's actually, there isn't actually that much in it. it. It's, 
you know, Stickler's not homophobic. He's just stupid. Yeah. And he isn't stupid to the point of where he's homophobic. He's just, he's not very bright. He never actually comes out and sort of says that he doesn't like gay guys or he's afraid of gay guys or anything like that. It's just that it, 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 he knows that he's not going to score in a gay club, so he wants to go somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is fine. Um, but yeah, I've actually kind of made peace with it a little bit. And I... I, I I enjoyed the least out of the American rewatches, uh, but I enjoyed it more than I I remember enjoying it previously. Um, yeah, the, the, the sequence where um, uh, Jason Biggs is having his future in-laws round for dinner and um, they're, they're, they're doing the kind of like the the, the bachelor show, uh, like yeah. the stag night at the, at the same time. It that's a good co- comedic set piece. That there's, well, a, there's a lot the of balls ex- in the air. Yeah, I watched the extended cut. Where the um, the actual stag night, the, the, the stag party, bachelor party, is a lot longer. Okay. In the extended cut, yes, there's an extended cut of American Wedding people. Um, no, this is. Bit, I mean, this was in the day where, like, the DVD of pretty much every single comedy film had a extended. A, you've unseen in the cinemas version, like yeah, 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 yeah. yeah and that, that's what this was, and it was, it was. Yeah, it's it's amusing, yeah. So I I, I enjoyed that. Um, I also uh, watched the Burbs because it was three ninety nine on iTunes, and I thought I, I need to own that Sorry, on every well. single fucking format. Yeah. Um, so I bought that, rewatched it last night, and it, it still remains one of my top ten movies of all time. How's the uh, iTunes I, look? Looks fantastic, yeah. Yeah, it like, like, genuinely looks really really good. Uh, I think it's the same transfer that uh, Arrow used. Oh fuck me! All right, if that's still three ninety nine, I'm going to buy it now. It's, 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 it's for the amount of rewatch I would get off that. It, it's insane. Um, it looks fantastic. I, I, I genuinely believe that the, um, that the Burbs is is a perfect movie. Um, for the fact is that I've said it before. Everything the Burbs tries to do, it does. It is. It sets out to be a comedy thriller with a little bit of a horror leanings, and it is that. All the performances are fantastic. They're all great character-driven performances. It essentially spells out throughout the movie what's going to happen. Carrie Fisher's character keeps on spelling out what's going to happen, and that's what keeps on happening throughout the movie. And it's just the more times I watch it, I'm still picking up new bits, or I'm remembering bits that I've forgotten happened that I'm going, oh, I forgot about that. Oh, that's fantastic. And it just it just gets better with every watch, and I must have watched it... <sighs> 50 times plus yeah I, I, it's I've I don't rewatch stuff as much as you but that's a fairly heavy rewatch for me and I just bought it 399 boom yeah it's it, 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 it's it's a solid buy um, and then finally for the final thing that I, I rewatched this week uh, of course I rounded up the uh, American rewatch with American Reunion um, which happened four years ago which feels weird that that is four years old it doesn't feel like four years um, like I said briefly on the last show when I was talking about them, um, it's and that film did really well actually, like really well. Yeah. You know, I, I thought that film kind of ticked along and did all right, but it fifty million budget did two hundred thirty-five million. Yeah, I could see that. That's solid that. business. Um, yeah, it, it was it was nice to sort of you know it was nine years after the uh, American Wedding. It was nice to revisit the characters and sort of see where um, they'd been put. Um, by um, John Hurwitz, you know, and seeing them, you know, a little bit older and around the sort of same age as, as, as myself and 
yourself are now in that kind of throes of life it it does feel like you're following um people you know that you, that you kind of grew up with in a really bizarre way um and like i said before if we get another one of these every you know six to ten years i'll be i'll be very happy with that you know the the continuing adventures of, of these uh, this group of of friends or college friends i'll be very happy with i think that it's it feels quite a it feels like they did it not just for the sake of it like they actually had a decent enough kind of story for this type of material to actually get away with it um so yeah i i, I really quite enjoyed it nice. my rewatch of that I, I always do to be honest so yeah i shall hand back over to your good self Okie dokie, so uh, I will talk about Sully, um, so I, um, I, I I managed to catch this, it, to be fair, like you literally whatsapped me yesterday saying like, do you fancy doing Sully as well, so it wasn't really something that we were particularly planning on doing, yeah. but I just thought, fuck it, I'll go see Sully, um, so it was like 96 minutes as well, if it was like two and a half hours long, I think I might have been a bit like... Uh, I'll leave it, but because um, as we know, Clint Eastwood's previous film was my worst film of that particular year. Um, yeah, you did not like that. That 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 film is uh, Trump's America. But anyway, um, Sully. It's the story of Sully uh, with Tom Hanks as Sully. Um, part of my problem with Sully is the fact that I never, ever, 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 ever thought that Tom Hanks was playing anyone other than Tom Hanks. Um, and the thing is, it's weird because the end of the film during the credits, it shows some real life stuff and like it shows the real Sully and in like the marketing material stuff, people have been saying that like he's a really, um, like, taciturn quite fairly serious like has a sense of humor but isn't really particularly funny himself kind of guy but then in the footage he seems really lively um and like i don't know it's a really fucking it's almost like the the filmmakers put together a thing where like everybody on the plane kind of got back together and had a meet up and did some filming for the film and sully like says something like this is your captain speaking and everybody laughs and it's like you don't imagine Tom Hanks' character in the film actually doing anything like that. And maybe it's because, you know, he's just been through some traumatic experience. But I'm going to talk about the very, very end of the film. Um, and uh, spoiler alert as such, but I don't think it really matters. This film has the most abrupt ending I may have ever seen. It literally feels like it fades out in the middle of a scene. Where Sully and his first officer, played by Aaron Eckhart, are in this court. And some major stuff has just happened. And then Aaron Eckhart makes a joke. And everybody around him laughs. And then it just fades out. And then it's like... On that day, blah, 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 blah. Title card. And then cuts to real life footage with the credits. And it's like, did Clint Eastwood just, like, have a nap and fall asleep on a fade-out? 
would it surprise you if no, you had a senior moment? No, it wouldn't. He's he's an old guy, and um, I mean, I I don't know. It feels like that, and also that he fell asleep while some of the music was being added to the film, because there's I the music in this film. It's just it's a lot of piano stuff, and every now and then vocals. And it's just like, it's almost like vocals play, like, in the background while people are, like, having conversations in the film. And it's a bit like, no, shut the fuck up. No, uh, like, like, I, I would just like to hear this. Because Eastwood is famous for being a very, like, just do the one take and that's it, just move on. Yes, he is, um, isn't he? And it almost feels like that's what he's like with the with the edit in this film. It's just like, right, okay, have I faded out halfway through? Fuck it. Um, it, uh, I literally I, can't be asked to to, to re-edit that. Yeah, yeah. It's like I'm, I I might I may die soon, so I would just like to get this done. You know, like it, it, and and I, 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 maybe that's uh, that's a terrible thing to say. I'm sorry, but uh, Clint Eastwood, you fucking made a film that's probably inspired people to go out and die with American snipers. So in a way, fuck you. In a way, fuck you. Uh, mm. But. Um, Sully, it's inspiring to an extent. Um, the different, the thing is, it's basically how do we make this a film? Because if you do ah, it in real time, does. if you do it in real time, it'll last about three minutes. Um, yeah, that's like three and a half minutes, wasn't it? Yeah, it's like two hundred and eight seconds or something. So, okay, well, we'll do it from differing perspectives. Sometimes it will actually be a dream sequence. Um, and basically the, the thrust of the narrative is the National Transportation Safety Board having a go at Sully because they believe that he could have done things differently and it could have worked out better and he didn't actually have to land it on the Hudson. So they're almost accusing him of, of fucking things up. And apparently in real life it didn't really quite go that way. And the way that they are portrayed in this... You've not seen Breaking Bad, but when I say that Skylar from Breaking Bad, which I haven't seen in who I haven't seen in anything but Breaking Bad, her character in Breaking Bad is, I, I, to, to an extent, uh, just a bit of a horrible, horrible bitch, and um, she kind of basically plays that in this. But in Breaking Bad, she has moments where she's supposed to be warm but I don't think the actress is particularly good at conveying warm and in this it's exactly the same there is a moment towards the end where she has a turn and she says something nice and it's like I do not believe you and <laughs> it, it it's a problem so it's basically trying to create drama out of something which is being inflated from the truth and it kind of feels artificial. Um, Aaron Eckhart is uh, a nice uh, bit of comic relief slash like serious. I'm I'm being I'm I'm fucking about, but you like really I'm quite serious, and you just made sure that I could say, see my wife and child again. So thank you. Like it, it's he, he he treads a nice line. Tom Hanks is is I don't know Tom Hanks with white hair and a mustache I I'm like that it, that that's kind of all there is there. If the film was any longer than it was, I would not recommend it. 
Because it's really short. It is like 97 minutes. And, and for this type of movie, that's really short. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, like, Eastwood's kind of like, um, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, just in and out. And, you know, fair enough. That's that's cool. Um, mm. there, there's an efficiency to the storytelling. Like, it, it does a couple of flashbacks to Sully's life, uh, earlier life, but doesn't really play on it all that much, which is, which is good. Um, it just... I don't know, it's exactly what you think it's going to be, and it does absolutely nothing more. And I really like Tom Hanks, but if he got a Best Actor nomination for this, I'm kind of sure he'd be robbing someone else of a slot. But you kind of get a feeling that he probably will. Yeah, he probably will. Like, Best Actor is not particularly strong this year. Um, But, yeah... I, I yeah I don't know we'll see like if he'll get if he gets a nomination he doesn't get a win uh, I I'd like there's sure not not for this I I just I don't think so will it get a best picture nomination yeah sure if it, if extremely loud and incredibly close can get a best picture nomination why not that's still fucked up I that's so weird that film got a best picture still makes no sense like that that oh my god but um yeah uh, Sully it's you know it's it's fine. It is it is absolutely fine, and do you know what? Like the visual effects are actually really good. If it got a visual effects nomination, that would be fine. Uh, but yeah, uh, okay. A few other things. Um, Officer Down, which was the directorial <laughs> debut of Slipknot's drummer, I believe. Um, fucking, yeah. fucking awful. Uh, it'll be the worst film I watch this year. I guarantee. Oh, really? I guarantee. I will not watch a worse film this year. Wow. I fucking guarantee. Wow. It's uh, it looks like it's shot in cupboards and stairways. Um yeah. it's all just like Rob Zombie with the language. Yeah. It, it's it's that for the entire thing. Um and I mean god Kim Coates in a lead role doesn't happen every day. What do they give him to do? Fuck all. It, uh, it, uh, it, it's uh, I don't know. It it is fucking terrible. It is terrible. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to watching it in a weird kind of way. Like seriously, like I mean, it, it's like an hour and twenty five minutes. Like, I uh, ninety two minutes. Okay, I'm almost tempted to say watch it because then you'll know how terrible it is. Um, I will be watching it. Produced by Mark Neveldine. Yes, it is. Alison Lohman is apparently in it. I literally have just discovered this now. I couldn't tell you who the fuck she was in it. Oh, no, it's it, it, it's it's really, 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 really bad. <laughs> uh, absolute fucking bollocks. Um, anyway, um, yeah. Surprisingly not as bollocks as I thought it was going to be. Alice Through the Looking Glass. Um, I don't know you why lie. I watched it, to be honest. <laughs> Is it not that bad? It's not that bad. Uh. There's not Depp's not in it half as much. Sasha Baron Cohen plays Time, and he's kind of doing a bit of a Werner Herzog voice. I really can't get on with Sasha Baron Cohen. Fair enough. Fair, fair enough. You you will you would not like it as much then. Um, visually, it's I don't know. It's it's pretty interesting. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I'd like. I kind of. 
I kind of thinking maybe I should rewatch Burton's Alice in Wonderland and give it another go. Like if it's on TV over Christmas, I will probably sit and watch it just to see if I really do hate it as much as I remember hating it. Um, I probably do, but you know, hey. Um, fuck me, I've still got three other things. Sorry, Mark. Um, no, no, I, it, it, I, don't get me wrong. I, I'm happy listening to you talk about. Okay, cool. Um, well, thank you. Uh, Demolition. I, I, I finally watched that. Uh, oh yes, what did you think? Yeah, I really liked it, man. Um, it's a, yeah, it's good. Um, I thought the way it handled the women characters was a bit okay which is weird considering it's Jean-Marc Vallée who directed Wild um like Naomi Watts is kind of just a bit of a means to an end so that he could start like having a buddy relationship with her son um and um like his wife in it is is basically a plot point um but um, I thought its its way of depicting grief was it really interesting. Uh, Gyllenhaal is very good in it. Um, mm. I like that he's able to play like a man who doesn't quite feel like he's fully grown up. Um, and I, I I think that's well exam- exemplified here. Um, Sorry, I'm suddenly very bunged up for some reason. It's kind of come. It's not giving you calls by a podcast. Yeah, mate. Well, I don't know. Actually, Lottie's had a really bad chest today, so I don't know. Maybe it's just. But um, yeah, mate. Fucking no. Um, but yeah, no. I, 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 I don't know. I thought it was interesting, and the performances are, are, are pretty strong overall. Um, yeah, I'm not a film of the year contender for me, but I liked it. Um, also, not a film of the year contender, Ben Hur. <laughs> um, which do you know what I don't think it was that bad do you know what I, everybody I know has actually seen the film has said pretty much the same thing is do you know what it's fine it's not very good but it's fine yeah I mean I the relationship between um, uh, Ben her, I think it's Jack Houston and uh, yes. t- uh, Toby Kebbell is I don't know. It's it's actually not that bad. Like the 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 kind of the push pull of the why they come to blows actually takes a fair bit of time to develop. And um, he, he, Cabell's never a two dimensional bad guy, and I, re, I did really appreciate that about this. Um, the chariot race is not great, um, and it is the the big set piece because that's what makes all the money these days. Chariot races. Um, <laughs> a, a more interesting <laughs> sequence. Is uh, Ben Ben Hur when he becomes a slave and he's like he's like help, helping pad all these Roman boats. There's a pretty striking sequence where the boat's under attack and then the like the below decks bit that he's in gets under attack and like things get set on fire and th- there are some interesting fucking visuals like the guy's banging the drum to like keep the the beat going. It, it like gets set on fire, and he's still trying to bang the drum while he's on fire, and he's just like slowing down. And it's a properly fucking horrific, nightmarish sequence, and it, it it's, it's pretty it, fucking grim. <laughs> yeah, no, it it, it is. Um, 
but I, I don't know. It was it was it was actually quite impressive impressive in its construction and just the whole kind of like this cost fucking how much, but they couldn't get a, a helmet that fit Toby Kebbell properly. <laughs> Which was actually one of, like probably the most liked and retweeted tweet I've ever had. <laughs> um, like, I'm just gonna get, I'm just gonna get it up. Bear with me, but that fucking thing, man. Like people seem to like that. Um, yeah, 19 retweets and 37 likes, which is pretty good for me. Um, <laughs> it, it, how many times people saw my this tweet on Twitter? Eight thousand eight hundred and fifty-eight. Wow, like that's fucking that's fucking nuts. But yeah, um, yeah, Ben Hur. What? How? How the fuck that they thought that was a good idea in the form it was in? I don't know. But it that's, it, a, that's a remake nobody asked for, it's, nobody yeah. wanted, and nobody saw. Yeah. You know, um, but I mean, I mean, Christ, it's probably killed between this and Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. I'm pretty sure Timo Bitmanbatov's done in Hollywood, mm. but um, it, it, you know, it, it's not. It, I mean, Christ, nowhere near like a bottom list of the year. And to be fair, if you've got it in your bottom of the year list, you haven't seen enough. Like to be honest, it's it's fine. Um, or if it's in the, bo- in the bottom of your year, then you must have had a really good year because there's a shitload worse. Um, and lastly, uh, Sing Street, uh, the film you voted against me owning. Um, so... <laughs> yes, I did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Just to be a dick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's really good. Really good. I like John Carney. Um you know, once was good. I, re- I I do want to rewatch that. I really like to begin again, and um, this is as good as everyone seems to be saying it is. Basically, um, the tunes are great. There's an imagined music video, which is one of the scenes of the year. Um, it's got an ending, which is like hopeful, but also kind of tinged with what you actually think is going to happen afterwards which is uh which was really interesting i um there's not enough of the band i mean they they kind of make a joke of one of like they're, they're trying to get a band together and they make they're saying like well you know we've got to have a black kid in the band because he's black and then literally they have the scene where they get him to be in the band and then apart from him being in the background in performance bits i think he doesn't even get a single line of dialogue and wow that's a little bit like you're pointing out something and then actually doing it is a little bit on the nose yeah i i I, i'm not i'm not sure how i feel about that and um uh there's a catholic priest so of course they have to infer that he's a paedophile um they don't do as much with that as i thought they were going to after one particular scene but yeah i mean so I've literally just edited my letterbox review because I accidentally gave it 5 out of 5 last night. I meant to give it 4.5 out of 5. It's really, really good, but it does have niggles for me. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's it's it, it's pretty great, and it, it should have done better in the cinema. I think it came out in, like, the summer, which feels like a weird time for this to come out. But um, it, That sort of thing just doesn't play in the cinema very well, let's be honest. But, yeah, just, it, but, you know, low-budget British thing. Yeah. 
unless the, you the capture a zeitgeist. It's yeah. yeah. I mean, it wants to perform that one in a cinema. No, true, true. I mean, Begin Again didn't do great either, but yeah, um, and, you know, and you know, once is you know, once made its fucking made its name on DVD. It's a fucking Oscar winner as well, you know. I mean, like it's kind of okay, well, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, there you go. So a uh, bit of a fucking bumper for, uh, one for me this week. But uh, there we go. Yeah. Cool, right? Found me two seconds. Me the ship, isn't it? Cool. Yeah. Yep. Uh, right. So, yeah. Questions. Indeed. Uh, we do have some. We do have some. I'm going to find them now to prove that we do have them, and not just make them up to prove that we didn't have them. Right. So, Normella at Felran, who we had on earlier, uh, says favorite non-Stallone, non-Delero boxer slash fighter film. I'd go for Warrior myself. Is what Norm says there. Tempted to say the fighter. The fighter's really good. The fighter is actually a really good film, actually. Yeah, I, I, I too uh, was a, a huge fan of um, of Warrior. Um, I thought it was. I, I think it's great, even not for the, the fighting elements of it. For the you know, there's some fucking Nick Nolte is on form in that movie. Um, really is, um, and I think Hardy isn't hasn't really. I think everybody is is just playing so high to their game in that with Nolte, Hardy, and Edgerton are all fantastic. Um, what else can we throw in there? I'm trying to think of what else. Um, the Hurricane is a good film, but again, it's not about boxing. It's more about the you know the fact that this that you know Ruben Carter was falsely imprisoned essentially and was was set up. Um, he just happened to have been a boxer. <laughs> so, there is that. Uh, so I don't think you can actually count that. Uh, walking downstairs to go for a pee. Don't worry, I'll mute my mic. Have you ever seen The Great White Height? Um, yeah, like back in the day. Yeah, I really enjoy that, but I admit that it's crap. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm going to go for that. I'm going to agree on Warrior. I think that's a fantastic movie. I'm going to need you to keep talking while I pee. Oh, and you're urinating, right? So I will, I will go for my next, the next question, which is uh, from uh, Ginger Prince, TGP seventy three. Which actor or actress would you hate to get in a secret Santa? Ooh, actor or actress would you hate to get in a secret Santa? Um, I'd hate to get in a secret Santa. I'd hate to get Harvey Keitel because I think he'd get you something really shit just to be a dick. <laughs> you'd like you'd, you'd open it, you'd be like, what, "What is this weird thing?" And then you'd look at it and you're like, "Ah, oh, is this a Pascasio penis?" And he'd just laugh. And you're like, "Ah, oh, why is it wet?" And then he'd like wink at you or something. It'd be, it'd be wrong. Oh. Yeah, somebody too perfect. Somebody would get you something really fucking good when you've got them like um, a box of lint or something like that. Not like lint, the chocolate, not just like a box of fucking pocket lint or anything like that. So yeah, so no. So who would you ask me? Mine's Harvey Keitel because you'd get a plastic cast of his penis. Warren Beatty. Oh, Warren Beatty. <laughs> yeah. Warren Beatty would just be a, would just be a fucking a note from his PA <laughs> saying sorry Warren forgot to get you a gift this year. <laughs> yeah, but then Annette Benning would get you something really nice and then say it was from him. 
Yeah, yeah. It'll be, it'll be a lamp. You'd look at it and go, "I don't even need a fucking lamp. That's a really nice lamp." Yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. Yeah. Then Warren Beatty come around and be like, "I got a lamp. I think we've got one of those." <laughs> You'd be like, "Shit, I've got Warren Beatty lamp." So yes, that was our, that was our two questions that we've had this week. Um, <laughs> Warren Beatty's lamp and Harvey Keitel's penis. <laughs> Solid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're fucking high, bro, aren't we? <laughs> right, so that was episode 188, uh, where we covered uh, Boy for This ages ago. God, uh, that's a fucking show, Jesus. Doesn't, doesn't it? And we announced uh, the fact that we're going to have a bonus podcast uh, when we're expanding the uh, damn universe yeah, uh, into into playing it forward which I'm, I'm really looking forward to I think it's going to be cool um, yeah, be little off shows yeah I, I, I might even get drunk during them to be yeah, honest yeah boy yeah cool right uh, so what are we covering next week Ian have we already decided and said uh, during the show uh, yeah I think it's going to be office Christmas party isn't it? so we'll see how that goes yeah I, I feel more like I need to be I, I need to be cheered up rather than beaten down in the cinema at the moment yeah. and office Christmas party Looks like a lot of fun. Fair dues. That'll do for me. Cool. Right. So, um, doodlemonkey.com, uh, at dude and a monkey, at Ian Loring, at dude fours. Uh, email you doodlemonkey at gmail.com. Uh, please get in touch. You don't have to wait for us to ask for questions. If you think of a question you want to ask us while you're listening to the podcast or looking at the website or anything like that, fire it across and we save it for the next available show. Totally. Anything else to add, Ian? No, that's going to do it for me. Cool, right. Over and out, people. Thank you very much for listening. Bye-bye.